Hello, hello, hello. This is Roaster Ruben coming at you with the very first inaugural episode of A Car Full of Coffee, a podcast where we bring you inside the workings of a local roaster, Espresso Paloma, and give you some tips on how to get the most out of your coffee, some of the things that go into our decision-making about what to offer, how to roast them, and uh, offer you a little bit of uh, news about what's upcoming at the cafe. So without further ado, let's get started with our very first episode. We'll just have one or two minutes of ads, and then I'll be right back with a car full of coffee. A car full of coffee is brought to you by Espresso Paloma. Started in the middle of the pandemic in September 2020, Espresso Paloma is a Cafe 2.0. We source the highest quality single origin coffees we can find and offer those alongside signature blends brewed one cup at a time so you can try multiple coffees and decide on the perfect coffee to take home or give as a gift. You can visit Espresso Paloma at 117 Meserol Avenue in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, or visit us online at www.espressopaloma.com. All right, everyone, this is Roaster Ruben again. In my car right now, I've got a number of single origins, including our fruit bomb, the Guzman Feria from Mexico, the Lucha Lucha, the Red 5 de Siembre organic Mexican coffee from Oaxaca. We've got the Danilo Donas coming from Espiritu Santo region of Brazil, a rare washed Brazilian coffee. We'll get into coffee processing on another episode. And we've also got a new roast of our signature First Flight Espresso. And that last roast is what I kind of wanted to focus on today, espresso, and talk a little bit about what goes into the decision of how to roast an espresso versus one of the other coffees that I mentioned, a single origin, that's meant to be offered on as a filter brew. So really the question that we're kind of exploring is, what are the differences in roasting for espresso versus roasting for filter coffee? Now, without, without getting too technical, um, our approach is to, in fact, roast different when we intend coffees for espresso versus for filter. And the difference can basically be broken down as how long do you allow the coffee to be in the presence of heat after it's lost most of its moisture. So when the coffee has a lot of moisture, it can take on a lot of heat because it has the moisture to act as a damper on applying that heat. Once the coffee has lost most of its moisture in the later stages of the roast, the coffee beans are very, very delicate, and most of what's happening is not no longer water evaporation, but actual chemical changes of sugar caramelizing and the beans taking on an overall darker color. Now, the longer we allow that process to occur at the end of the roast, the more heavy-bodied crema and syrupy mouthfeel we're going to end up getting in our final espresso, but not without a cost. So the longer we spend in that 
zero water presence environment at the later stage of the roast, we're also burning up things like fruit qualities and acidity that we might want to keep in coffees intended for filter brewing, where a, if a coffee has a crisp acidity accompanied by a fair amount of sweetness, it can be a very pleasant drinking experience, similar to a sweet but acidic juice or wine or other beverage. Whereas an espresso, um, it's, it's actually very common in a lot of newer roasting companies to roast similar to how we might roast for filter brewing for espresso, where they're trying in their espresso preparation to bring out more of those fruit qualities, those acidic qualities, so um, what I would also term as enzymatic qualities, that kind of like sharpness or sourness on the tongue that some people really find distasteful in espresso, but might find pleasant in filter coffee. Um, our, our approach is essentially to take a little bit more traditional um, to, to express our espressos a little bit more along traditional medium to dark roasted lines so that we're bringing out a lot of the dark, nutty, chocolatey, caramelly qualities while leaving a little bit of that fruit quality behind, but not enough to cause like a, a sharpness or a sourness um, on the palate when, when you sip a pure espresso. And we find that, you know, roasting this way gives us a fuller bodied, you know, latte, piccolo latte, palomita, um, and cappuccino, which is really what we're thinking of when we roast espresso primarily, um, and sort of, you know, doling down a little bit more of those sharp acidic or fruity qualities. Um, whereas for filter coffee, you know, we're trying to create very vibrant, and unique experiences with our roast. So we want to preserve as much as possible of what makes each coffee unique, which largely boils down to the uniqueness of its fruit qualities. Uh, it might even have floral qualities, like in the case of our current top shelf coffee, the Mirador Geisha, which happened to win 10th place in 2020 in all of Guatemala as judged by an international panel of roasters. Uh, you can check that out at the cafe, Mirador Geisha, by the cup or multiple bag sizes. But getting back to our, our discussion about espresso, I guess the last thing I'll say is that some of the coffees we've intended for espresso have actually been responded to very positively by our customers as filter or French press brewing or mocha pot brewing, which is similar to espresso, but without the high pressure environment, so less crema. Um, so as a result, we've kind of been guided by our customers. For example, the Zatera Peaberry, which we also call the crema bomb because of the thick head of crema it tends to generate as espresso, has been brewed by our customers primarily as uh, drip, French press, and other brewed coffee methods. So we've actually been, been led by our customers to put that on the pour over bar as well as um, in our daily batch brew. And it's been very popular. We also sell that one at the local associated market, Callier and Manhattan Avenue, and tends to go off the shelf quicker than the others. Um, I think that's all I'll say regarding 
the differences between espresso and filter roasting. Um, I'd like to just end with a little tip for those of you that have espresso machines at home. If you're noticing that you're getting sour notes, overly sour notes when you pull espresso from your home espresso machine, you have a couple options of how to get a more balanced shot. One option is just to pull a longer volume of a shot. And you'll see that as that shot volume increases, the shot will get to a balanced state, and then eventually beyond a certain volume, it'll become bitter. And your goal is to find for a given machine and amount of coffee in the basket, what the right volume is to give you the most balanced shot. But it should be possible even with a home espresso machine. Your other option, if you don't want to change the volume of your shot, is either to use a little bit less coffee, so the same amount of water or shot volume, but a little less coffee, but it will result in a bit thinner shot. Your only real option, if you want the same shot, but you want to eliminate sourness, is to buy a, a bit darker roasted espresso which will dissolve more easily, kind of give up its goods, even if your home espresso machine can't achieve the same kind of pressure and temperature that a commercial machine can, uh, it should be able to do okay on a little bit darker roasted espresso if you're getting some unpleasant sourness. All right, so that's our tip for the week. Uh, check back next time for another coffee topic and coffee tip from Roaster Ruben, and we'll see you at the cafe.